It's the Hoffman Show on the Team 980, always live on the free Odyssey app and streaming live on YouTube at the Team 980. Anthony, I might have fallen off in telling people that they can stream the show live on YouTube recently because I got a YouTube comment the other day. Um, actually, no, it was on the station. It was on 980's page. Uh, like, how come I didn't know the station had a YouTube page? I was like, I don't know. We say it literally every day. We every stream day. live. The whole show. Every day. On YouTube. So uh, if that's something that's new information to you, guess what? You got show highlights. You got the live show. You got all kinds of stuff on YouTube. You got 60-second recaps from Denton Day. You got pregame Wizards locker room content from Linnell. There's all kinds of stuff on YouTube. So make sure you subscribe to us at the Team 980. We continue on this Vibe Check Tuesday on the Ace Law listener line, 301-230-0980. If you're in a wreck, Ace Law helps you get a check. Call 8888-ACE-LAW. Uh, let's continue the calls with Greg in Gaithersburg. Greg, thanks for calling. You are on the Hoffman Show. Yeah, I appreciate you taking the call. You know, I think with the changes we had, we got to, you know, we're talking about the draft. You know, quarterback to me is not a priority. Uh, Sam's young. He's solid. He may not be a Hall of Famer. He may not be a franchise guy, but he's solid for right now. He'd be a lot better if he had better protection. Uh, play calling, to me, is a little up and down. don't like some of the play calls. But, again, EB is new. I mean, he's dealing with new people. They're, you know, they're adjusting game plans to the talent that he has to work with. It's not like Kansas City where he had a Mahomes and – and, uh, and those guys were, you know, had top-notch players. So he has to have time, too. we got to focus on getting some beef up front. I mean, these guys, whenever you see defense, offensive linemen from other teams, these guys are huge. Our guys, you know, look like they're a JV squad out of high school. So, you know, it takes a little bit of time. People got to be a little bit patient. You know, I remember when, when Otto Graham was our coach, and then we had George Allen and – and, and people like that. And, yeah, we won Super Bowls, but that didn't happen overnight either. So people, got they have to have a little patience with these guys, and I think it will work out great. All right, Greg, uh, thanks thanks for the call. Um, Anthony, I've heard a lot of uh, criticisms of the offensive line. I haven't, I haven't heard small yet. I haven't heard uh, look like a JV squad. Um, Chris Paul – is 6'4", 324. Let's see. Uh, Sam Cosme. Oh, could they put these in alphabetical order? What are we doing? Oh, they're in alphabetical order. Okay, there we go. Cosme is 6'6", 309. So I guess they're not. Neither dude's 330. But they're, uh, they're big dudes. Tyler Larson's like 330. That dude is huge. Yeah. Um, now, Nick Gates wasn't very big. Um, the problem is they don't know how to pick up a stunt or a game to save their life. Yeah, Larson's six four three thirty five. The problem is they communicate terribly, um, and that they, they don't pass stuff off, and they're often not really seem to set up in successful positions in the run game. And I hate the run scheme so much. And yeah, there's a lot of stuff. I will say one one conversation that I think is interesting. Um, been having this with with a couple of people um, is. Eric Bieniemy is a first-year play caller, and I think sometimes, like, we we say that and then don't actually think about what that means. 
And the thing with Eric is, like, he's going to be better next year wherever he is than he was this year because he's going to go back in the offseason. He's going to learn uh, and self-scout and hopefully improve on, on the things that he struggled with this year at times. And some of that is personnel-related. Um, you know, if I was a team with stud tight ends, I would consider EV for sure. Um, but going back to the, the first main point of, the, of Greg's call that I actually think is um, worth flushing out a little bit more is I also agree that quarterback is not a priority, but it is the ultimate if you have a top guy, you should take it position. So let's say they lose out and they wind up with a third pick. And, you know, obviously Chicago is going to take Caleb Williams one or Drake May one. And let's say whoever winds up two is like, yeah, we want Marvin Harrison. Like we have our we drafted our quarterback last year or whatever it may be. And it's a team that for whatever reason is not in the quarterback market. Um, which considering the other team, it's right now Carolina is the worst record. New England's next. And both those teams are quarterback needy, but I don't know. Maybe the Patriots go on a little winning streak here. Um, doesn't, you know, who knows? Maybe Carolina plays better without Reich. Um, Point is, let's say, and that costs Chicago, obviously. Let's say, or Chicago's like, you know what? If we get Marvin Harrison, we, we're, we're set because we can get more out of Justin Fields. We still believe in him. Um, and so if that's the case, and they want to build around him, and maybe they even trade down and be like, yeah, sure, someone trade up. I guess at that point, they'd be trading up for quarterback. Point is, if, if one of the guys who's at the top of this draft you think is a Hall of Famer at quarterback. You have to take him unless you think Sam is also a Hall of Famer. If not, I personally would not take another quarterback. And I have not done the QB evals to, to know who is and isn't at that threshold. So this isn't me advocating for keeping Sam over, you know, Caleb Williams and Drake May or just those two are the exception or whatever. I don't know who where that line is yet. I haven't done the evals. I haven't read enough stuff. I haven't watched basically any of these guys. So I'm not advocating any specific thing. Other than Sam Howell's very good right now. And if you look at the last two drafts, there's two, maybe three guys you can make a case for that are better than Sam. And the last two drafts at the quarterback position. Obviously, C.J. Stroud is better. And for the people that do not want to agree with that because they think Sam is somehow better than C.J. Stroud, please never get in a position where you get to evaluate quarterbacks. C.J. Stroud, better player, done and done. The two guys that are then more debatable are Brock Purdy, who's in system heaven, but has executed that system at as high of a level as basically anyone has since Kyle's been there. And like his big time throw numbers are one of the few guys that that actually like rivals Sam. Like Brock will make some throws. Now they're often pretty easy compared, you know, based off of this great play action and this great design, and he's got a great O line. And like I'm not saying his job's not way easier than Sam's down in down out, but like he's pretty good at maximizing it. And the points are there, um, obviously, in that they're scoring 30 a game on a regular basis. But Brock Purdy, I would say, has probably been better and more consistent than how. Over the last couple of years, he's had like one or two genuinely bad games. A couple of like not great games, but plenty of like, oh, Brock Purdy threw for 330 and everyone wonders if he's good games. The other guy's Kenny Pickett. And I know that sounds crazy, but his PFF grade is higher than Sam's the last couple of years. Um, now, some of that is Sam's had a couple of really, really bad 
games that bring down his grade, um, such as the Buffalo game, right? And from a production standpoint, a game like the Dallas game turns out to be pretty crappy. Um, So Sam, I would take Sam over Kenny Pickett in a heartbeat, but he's the only guy that even gets to get mentioned in the discussion. Every other quarterback who has uh, been drafted in the last two years, definitively worse right now than Sam Howell. The one guy who gets an asterisk is Anthony Richardson because of injury, but he has, one, had a long injury history at Florida, hasn't played a lot, um, and then got hurt multiple times this year. Uh, same injury, re- getting re-injured, um, but you know we don't really know what he is. So if you're, if you're banking on one of these guys that's not an A-plus prospect being better than Sam Howell, like, you are crapshooting this. And that's also why, for me, like Ben Johnson's the guy that I would want as head coach. Because you take a, a, a head coach or an offensive coordinator who took Jared Goff and elevated him from a guy that Sean McVay couldn't win with to or didn't feel like he could win a Super Bowl with to a team that is, what, now 16-5 and five in their last 21 games? That's, that's good coaching right there. So at the end of the day, I think the commanders, you know, whoever winds up being in charge here, head coach, OC, uh, GM, they need to seriously think about what they're doing at quarterback because if you all of a sudden give Sam a better offensive line, an easier job down in, down out schematically, uh, more support from the run game, and a defense that makes the offense feel less desperate in terms of needing to score and another year of experience and another year of chemistry with Dotson and McLaren and, and you know, who, whoever else winds up staying, I think you're, you're looking at a pretty good situation and you can use those top draft picks to beef up the rest of your roster, as opposed to saying like, we got to take quarterback and then you're down one pick, uh, especially on a roster that is depleted of elite players. It's the Hoffman Show. We're on the Team 980. We're always live as well on the free Odyssey app. All right, we got a couple of calls on deck. We will get to those immediately following the break, but we do have some lines open, so give us a buzz on this Five Check Tuesday, 301-230-0980 on the Team 980 in the free, free, he said, Odyssey app.